And just like that, here we are, Hidden Nation. So good to see you as always. It's Josh Carey, the Hidden Entrepreneur, right here on 710 WOR, the voice of New York. You know what the great thing is? You can tune into this show and shows like this on the iHeart Network just by downloading the free iHeart Radio app. That'll give you the leisure anytime you wish, day or night, to tune in to your favorite shows and your favorite personalities. Speaking of favorite personalities, we have one of mine joining us today. For everybody who loves animals, who loves safari, who loves adventure, this is the show and episode for you. I'm joined by VNA Jacob Cabuini, joining us all the way from Tanzania. Uh, he's going to school us all on safari, what it is and why it's so important. Welcome to the program. Uh, thank you, Josh. Thank you for having me again. Uh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. So you are all about safari. I mean, I'm correct in saying you've now since dedicated your life to this adventure, quite literally, why is safari so important? Uh, so safari, uh, it's a way of learning, but also it's a way of meditating. Uh, so it's also a way of coming yourself. Uh, you know, people do so many things when they want to uh, feel free from themselves or stay away from something that is troubling them. So safari uh, has now become one of those things that people can do to either learn, to find themselves, or even to just enjoy. So it's, I, I like this. You said it's meditative. I'm all about that spirituality and meditation. How and why is safari falling into that category? What, what happens when you go that is meditative? So what we do or what happens is when you come on safari, uh, you are sitting there watching animals. You're sitting on a land where you more likely see nothing else more than animals. So this brings you back to that calm level. Uh, there's a national park called Serengeti, uh, the Sea of Glass. As far as your eyes can see, you only see animals and grass. And sitting out there, looking at the beauty that calms you down, calms your nerve, calms your system down, mm. and that gives you that time to meditate. And we're talking about a seeing these animals in their natural habitats, right? So we are simply safely observing what are the kinds of animals that we would be up close and personal seeing. So you can be up close and personal seeing animals like lions, elephants, uh, wildebeest, zebras, uh, giraffe, uh, tons of gazelles, you know, but also you have birds, you know, that you can sit by the lake having your drink, either it's a sundowner, you're having your cocktail, a gin and tonic, or your glass of wine, or it can be in the morning where you're having a cup of coffee uh, or tea and watch and see the untouched beauty uh, that the world offers as well. You actually grew up in this industry, right? But you yourself really discovered and took hold in school 
But your yes. father was uh, an active guide. Do I have that correct? Is that how it happened? That's very correct. I learned this from my father. And uh, I became uh, an ambassador when I was in school, in, in high school. I was teaching my fellow students about animals and conservation. And most of the things that I learned from my father and his friends. What was the big influence? Uh, what kind of an influence did he have over you that, that, that really led you to this? What was that moment where you said, oh, yes, this is, this is what I want to do? More than, I'm guessing, just following in your father's footsteps, right? Yeah, so uh, I remember uh, now and then I would sit with him. I was about, uh, I was about 11, 12, somewhere there. And I could sit with him at night and he could speak to me about the, the adventures that he had with his clients, you know, the conservation part of it, the importance of having the wildlife, you know, in our country. So slowly I got myself liking the idea of becoming a guide like him so that first I can be a proud uh, ambassador of my country and showing the people uh, about the beautiful things that my country has, but also uh, showing people, you know, and connecting with people uh, and being there and educating people about the natural resources and the wildlife that we have. Because most of the things that we have here, you don't have many other places. So it's a privilege that we have what we have, and it's our duty to make sure that we expose them outside other people, but also not forgetting to conserve them for the future generation. So I learned a lot about conserving for the future generation from him. What are some of those differences? I was going to ask. I'm in the United States. Um, what are, like, if I just go to my local safari or, you know, dare I say my only experience of a safari is in our theme park. Uh, I don't know how, uh, how, 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 how good that is, but what is the difference between what I may see here in the States versus what you're, uh, allowing us to go see on your expeditions? So here you will see, as I said earlier, lions on their natural habitat, You'll see elephants in their natural habitat interacting naturally. You know, no offense, nothing. Uh, you will see the vast uh, huh. land that we have. Uh, you will see the di- uh, different uh, sceneries or areas or habitat in the area. So, uh, like, you know, I've been to the Central Park, you know, in, in, in New York, and I've seen the wildlife in there, like the squirrels, the birds, and everything. So take that, but you come here, and this is all natural. Like, if you see a bird here, it's in its natural habitat. If you come here and you see a lion, it's on its natural habitat. So you guys don't have elephants, don't Mm. have lions, don't have leopards, uh, don't have cheetahs. So you come here, we preserved these animals so that you can come and watch them. But also not only watching, but also learn about them, how they live how they go about, how is that environment important for that uh, particular animal to survive? So it's, it's all a general idea of the surviving of that animal that also includes the habitat of that particular animal. 
Well, Hidden Nation, you are tuned in to the Hidden Entrepreneur Show right here on 710 WOR. We're speaking with VNA Jacob Cabuini uh, and his wildlife expeditions in Tanzania. VNA, tell us about your your connection to the chimpanzee. What do I need to know about this? Uh, sorry, Am I coming in? Do you mind coming back again? Yeah, you, you, sure. You are now back. Yeah. Did you hear the question? I asked about your connection with the chimpanzee. You have a history and a relationship. What happened? Yeah, so I, uh, you mean personally, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I started my guiding career with uh, a national, where I was working in a national park where it was only for chimpanzees. And so like that was 16 years ago. So that was my first guiding opportunity that I got. And I, I, it took me a month to learn the particular behaviors of the particular individuals in that particular area. So we had a, 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 what we call a community of chimpanzees that had 63 chimpanzees, and you had to know each and every one of them because they also have different uh, facial markings or individual markings, just like human beings. So you learn individually, but also you learn their behavior so that you are able to explain to the guest. So I worked there for two years. And uh, for me, that was one of the most special uh, places that I've been to. And I formed that connection with these chimpanzees. The reason being, we share almost 99.9 of our DNA materials with them. So they are very close to us. And it's like you're interacting with your fellow human. So they have the politics that like the one we have. They have everything that a human possesses on a daily survival. Uh, they have the same thing. The only thing they don't have, they don't go to work. <laughs> but they have almost the same features as human beings uh, for them to be able to survive. So I find myself really liking them and get connected to them at that much. What can you attribute to learning personally as a human being from wildlife? Uh, so, so what do you mean by attributing what, like, what exactly? Like y- you as a person, how yes. has what you're doing bettered you as a person? How have they helped you grow and be a better person? Uh, first is uh, live in a peaceful community. Uh, people always think animals are like aggressive or dangerous. Uh, that is the image that people have been shown. But for us here, when mm-hmm. we spend time with them, we learn. And we, 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 we learn about being a community, a safe community, protecting one another, but also helping one another. Animals do help one another. You know, the lions, they need to eat to survive. Uh, but a zebra can help a wildebeest to survive when the lion is attacking the zebra or the wildebeest. So it's the same thing that I've learned. I need to help another person in order for my survival to be there, just to have a safe community for everyone. I love elephants. I have them on my, on my logo. Uh, because elephants live in a family unit 
that they have a strong leadership from a female uh, that we call a matriarch. So this matriarch has to make sure that the heart survive either during the tough time or during the good times. So the matriarch has to know exactly where to take the hearts at what particular time of the year. So same as a human being, I have to make sure that I preserve this universe for us to be able to survive inside, for us to be able to have rain, for us to be able to have uh, sun, for us to be able to have everything that we have, we need to preserve uh, this universe that we have. So that's one thing that I've learned through animals is first, safe community for everyone. Second, to love one another. But third is to preserve what we have for our survival as a human race. I really love that connection because animals do have uh, a, we, we are connected to them. And the more we're open, we can learn so much from them. So I'm glad you pointed all that out. If I'm going to come out there and experience your expedition, yes. what is that day or series of days like? How much time am I there? How does it all, walk us through the, the agenda. So uh, the first thing is uh, you will email me uh, through my emails that is available on my website or my Instagram page. And then I will ask you a few questions like how many people are coming, uh, what it will be your sleeping arrangement, what time of the year do you want to come. Uh, so I'll advise you the best time to come. You can come at any time of the year. Uh, you can do that anytime, but you might try to avoid the raining season because not only uh, it will rain a lot, but sometimes that can interfere with your, with your experience. But still, it's a good time to come. You see lots of things when you come through or during the rain time. Uh, but also, I will guide you through on how many days, preferably from seven days. Uh, the reason being, we have almost six or seven national parks that you might want to visit and spend some time with them. So we have like Tarangire National Park, Lake Manyara National Park, uh, Ngorongoro Crater, the Serengeti that is divided into uh, four parts. We have the Eastern Serengeti, the Central Serengeti, uh, we have the Southern Serengeti and the Northern Serengeti. So I'll, depending on your, on your schedule and the, the time that you want to travel, I will advise you where I can take you. The reason being all these places that we go we see we might be able to see different animals because some of them have their unique animals, but we might see, let's say, a lion in Tarangire. But the lion in Tarangire will behave differently from the lion in wow. in, in Serengeti. The reason being the really? habitat is different. The habitat in, in Tarangire it's more of a woodland. The habitat in Serengeti it's more of an open savanna. So this line in Tarangire has lots of trees. The line in Serengeti has got fewer trees. So that itself changes the behavior of this animal. You know, we have the Ngorongoro crater uh, or the caldera, one of the only crater in the world or caldera in the world where you have animals inside. So, you know, I will take you through there. Uh, I will take you to show you that animals can also live in a habitat that is quite... Uh, good for them, that provide them with the things that they need, which is food and water. So I will walk you through that, and I will tell you why you need to visit this place and why do you need to stay here. So typically our day starts mostly in the morning. 
I love it that way. Sometimes people might say uh, we want to start a, bit, a little bit later, but it's okay depending on how they feel. But mostly the day starts very early in the morning. So we'll wake you up around 5 and then be out for breakfast by around 5.30 and then be on the car to leave by 6. But sometimes we might wake you up at 5.30 and leave at 6 with breakfast. So when we leave at 6, the good thing about that is the predators, the lions, the leopards, they go to hunt at night. So when you leave that early morning, you are more likely to come across them when they're still active, when they're either hunting or walking, returning, or moving from one place to another. So that gives you that hour time to see these animals active. I can tell you, lion sleeps up to 22 hours a day. You can imagine that. So, you know, if you're not there at the right time, then you might see sleeping lions <laughs> for hours. So when you take you out early in the mornings, these lions are still active. They're playing, they're moving. So you get to see them interacting among themselves in a pride. And then uh, if we had breakfast at the, at the camp, then we'll have a stop at about 9 or 9.30 to stretch and have a cup of coffee or tea or soft drinks. And then we'll continue our drive searching for animals in different areas. And then if we have lunch with us, We'll find a, a picnic site. We'll stop there and have lunch. But if you didn't come lunch with us, we'll go back to the lodge or camp and have lunch there and then have a relaxation for about an hour or so. And then just about three or four, we'll leave again for an evening game drive. That will take us until about seven before we are back. But sometimes people say, oh, we want to spend the whole day out. So we'll end up carrying breakfast, carrying lunch. And then we don't come back. So we spend the whole day outside. And then we come back to the, to the lodge or camp at about 7 when the park closes. So most of our park closes at 7 so that we give the animals also the time to relax and uh, do their stuff as well without the, 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 the cars being around or movement in the park. This must be the kind of thing that to the uh, spectator, the person joining you, this must be life-changing. Do you have experience where you've observed the person or people that you're taking through that they are just different than when they started? What have you observed? Yeah, so I will tell you, I will tell you one thing. Elvis, uh, a very good friend of mine, uh, when I met him on safari... Uh, El- around, Elvis Duran. Elvis Duran, yeah, around uh, two... 2018 with his uh, f- uh, boyfriend, fiance by, by then, Alex. And he didn't know that much of, uh, of safaris. So Alex had worked in a zoo, so he knew about animals. And he said to him, like, let's go to Africa. And then, so when we were sitting out watching the animals, Elvis said to me, you know, I never knew that places like this exist where you can come, sit down, and observe. And personally, this has changed me to take my time and observe things. Like, I used to, I I didn't have that uh, time that I would sit and observe without being distracted with something. So now I've realized, oh, I can do it. I can sit and observe something for hours. So, you know, that also is something that a person didn't know can do, but because this person was on safari and he was able to sit 
and observe animals for hours, he realized, oh, I can sit and wait and observe something. You know, I've had, uh, with the cultural aspect, I've had people coming in, we take them to see the cultures part of it, like the Maasai tribe. These guys, they live out in the fields. They've got no electricity. They've got no water nearby. But they survive. How do they survive? You know, how do they connect with one another? I've had people I take to them. Have, we have the, 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 the Hadzabe tribe, the gatherers and hunters. They live by day-to-day uh, findings. You know, people at the end of the day, they will tell you, we think we have a lot that we also don't think we need. And we misuse our resources that we didn't know we don't need. So from now on, when I go back home, I will start carefully planning the things that I use and the things that I do so that I don't misuse the opportunity that I get. We have also had I love children. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, go ahead. We have had children on safaris that their parents brought them here to show them the different world, that to show them that you as a human being can survive if you take your environment and you protect it. So sometimes people, we ask the kids, like, what have you learned on this safari? And they'll tell you, oh, we have learned survival. Like how? Like, oh, we are driving through the Maasai's. And we saw the Maasai kids, how they survive, how they help one another, how they depend on one another, how they take care of the, the cows. And I've learned that when I go back to school, I will tell my friends, we need to be one so that we can all survive and help one another. So safaris, not only you come and see animals, but also you come and learn and take something that will change your life. I am so glad you brought all that up because I imagine that would be the case. It is just life altering, just the people who are in awe because we don't get to experience this, no matter what kind of safari we're on. You, you in fact have won awards, right? Uh, Nearly, but I've been to a few competitions. Uh, so I've been among uh, the first three top uh, guides of the year uh, in 2019, but also I've been one of my pictures was nominated among the 100 pictures uh, for African uh, National Geographic in 2019 as well. So getting there very close. <laughs> wow. And uh, as we as we wrap up here, for the person listening, what yes. what should they know about this experience? Uh, so this this is like no other experience that a person has ever taken. Uh, I always call this a life changing experience for a reason that you come here not knowing exactly what you will see or what you'll find. But when you leave, you live as a new person. Because apart from animals, as I said earlier, you have seen the cultures, you have seen the people, but also you have made friends. And that itself makes you go back as a new person. So people should expect uh, friendship, but people should also expect to learn. And people should also expect that this will be their life-changing experience. So is this something that like it was sort of 
passed on to you. You've learned everything. Are you doing what you can to keep this going to the next generation and how? Yes. So uh, we have, I, I mentor guides, uh, new guides that are coming in, but also uh, I take my kids to, to national parks so that I can show them. Uh, my father was not able to do that, but now I'm able to take my kids to national parks and show them the beauty and slowly talk to them about wildlife. But also we have other projects that we do. So Viennese Untamed Expeditions have started an organization, a non-profit organization that helps the local communities in two ways. First, it helps the girls with uh, sanitary pads for them, but also we teach the boys and girls about mental health. So we do that and we show the community that through wildlife that we have, we have people that comes in to the, to the country, but these people, they donate the money that this money comes to you to help you by providing a sanitary pads for the young girls that they cannot access them, but also by teaching the children or the future generation of their mental health. So most of the people that I've been on safari with have been able to contribute into that. And so far, we have reached almost a thousand children that we provide sanitary pads to them, but also we teach them about their mental health and their mental well-being. My so goodness, how amazing also, is that? Yeah. So this also brings them back that uh, because of the wildlife that we have, because of the preservation of the natural resources that we did, we are able to do what we do through that. Wow. Where can the person listening get in touch with you, continue this conversation, and make a plan to join you in person? So um, I'm available on uh, Instagram as VNA's Untamed Expeditions. I'm also available on uh, Facebook as VNA's Untamed Expeditions. But also I have a website, www.vna's untamed expeditions. So you go there, you see what we offer uh, on, the, on the website. And then at the end, there are my contacts, my phone number and emails. But also on my Instagram page where I post most of my pictures and videos on Safari, they're also my contacts. So if you contact me, I normally answer within five to ten minutes. Uh, I'm always on my WhatsApp. So if you contact me on my WhatsApp, uh, the numbers are also available on my platforms, but also if you're listening, I can just mention them. It's plus two five five seven eight five nine zero five five nine zero five zero four four, and the email address is info at expeditions dot com. Uh, if you email me or text me or WhatsApp me, I'll be more than happy to answer you and talk to you and show and lead you on how you can plan your adventure. I don't know about you, Hidden Nation, but I am jazzed up, ready to go on safari. If you are too, VNA Jacob Cabuini is your person, the only person really you need for a true safari experience. Hidden Nation, thank you so much for joining us. VNA, likewise to you. You're amazing on every level. I really appreciate your time. We will have you back anytime you want to come back and speak with us. 
We're going to do it again before too long, Hidden Nation. Good to see you as always. Continue to step out into your greatness. We'll do it again real soon. Take care. Be well. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.